Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, today we have an interesting question because it has to do with suicide contagion. Is it a myth or is it real? So Pat sent us an email that said, I met you and Heidi in Parkland, Florida after the school shooting. And I just read that two girls who were at the school have died by suicide in the past uh, few months. And I wondered, is, is this coincidental? And, and Pat wants to know, is suicide contagion? Is, is that a real thing? Because uh, Pat's been reading about that. Okay, so in other words, contagion means contagious. So when often, sometimes when we see, or often when we see a suicide, you will see other suicides. For example, when Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, who are you know, famous Hollywood people, when they took their lives, suicide spiked by 10%. Wow, wow. So what happens is there's two reasons for that. You, if the person that died is elevated to hero status by mm. the media or by other people, and they're talking about this person was a hero and this person had a great life and all these other things, that can cause people to think, well, if that person took their life and they had nothing to live for, then what would I possibly have to live for? Mm-hmm. Because they had so much more than me. So it's kind of comparing your life to theirs. And these are people that already feel bad about their lives oftentimes and already maybe are in places that are where they're, they're feeling down. Sometimes, you know, teenagers will be impulsive and three really bad things will have happened at once and it's like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if three things usually happen at the same time. The research has shown that that can kind of cause people to feel like I don't want to live anymore. Suicide is not a cause for wanting to die. It's a cause for letting people know that you're in a lot of pain and you need help and support. Mm-hmm. So. You know, um, the number one uh, suicide death are over men over 60 living alone, which is kind of interesting because I was just reading an op-ed article in the New York Times where um, a psychologist made the comment that we really uh, need to support people yes. uh, in, that, in that group and help them reach out to community and not get isolated. Isolated. So that's kind of a different thing than this Parkland teen death, though, because these kids, um, maybe they felt isolated even though they were in community. Well, and and also one of the girls, I don't know about the other person that died by suicide, but one of them that died, her best friend died in the shootings, and she took her life a year later, and she said she had a lot of survivor guilt. Mm. She felt guilty that she had lived while her friend had died. And, you know, they showed, they it should, a lot of the trauma research shows that if you can be somehow proactive and active in your life and be of service to others, it decreases uh, the rates of, of depression. Um, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like you, know, you don't want to live, you need to be proactive and have a safety plan um, in place. You need to look at triggers. You know, what sends your mental health into a negative spiral? So you need to know in advance what kind of triggers you have so that you can head it off before it gets too bad. 
Now let's talk about if I'm concerned about somebody in my family, do I kind of avoid it and not say anything and try to get them to do happy things and lift their mood and take them shopping or a movie or, you know, uh, and talk, uh, you know, would I talk about it or what? You can definitely try to get them into positive spaces, but you need to be very candid and ask them about it. Because as you know, mom, there's a myth out there and parents get really concerned that if we ask their kids about suicide, that it'll give them the idea to take their lives. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, and the research shows this, if you ask people about their plans for suicide, it's a relief for them. Mm -hmm. They are glad that you asked. They're glad that you realize how concerned you, you know, that you're concerned and that they're in a lot of pain and that you're acknowledging and validating it. And if they're not suicidal, then they'll just say, no, I, I don't have any plans. And why did you ask me that? And that's okay. How would you say it directly to me if you were concerned? I would say, mom, I'm very concerned about you. Um, I've noticed lately you've been down or I'm concerned, I'm not sure what's going on with you. Have you ever thought of killing yourself? Or right. have you ever thought of taking your life? Or do you have any suicidal ideations? Mm -hmm. And if you say yes, I'd say, what are they? What and are your what plans? Are, what are ideations, exactly? Thoughts, thoughts about it. Have you ever thought about suicide? Have you ever thought about taking your life? Do you have a plan? And do if I didn't have a plan, what would you then do? If I said yes? I yeah. would ask you what the plan was. Mm -hmm. I'd be that direct. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask you, do you, and if you said pills, I would say, do you have access to pills? Do you have access to enough pills that would kill you? What kind of pills are they? Where are they located? How easy are they to get to? I mean, I'd be that direct. Right. And then you would remove them. Yes. If people have guns. You would remove them, take things away. If they're thinking about driving off a cliff, you would drive with them or have them take Uber for a while until they get, you know, out of this space. And I would, I would alert other people. I would, I would give them the National Suicide Prevention Line. I would tell them that if they are very, if they are that serious, they need to go to their nurse, nearest emergency room. I would contact people that they, family members and support people that they have in their lives because you want to get people around them involved so that they don't feel alone and isolated. There is suicide contagion. It's not a myth. And right. if I think that I need to be proactive about it, talk about going into the school, Heidi? If you've had a school that's had trauma or a school that's had suicide, you should, you should be asking every single person in there um, how they're doing and if they've thought about suicide. Because there's a myth out there that only the kids that look like they're in a bad space have suicidal ideations, when in reality, it's, we're, very, we're all very good at putting on the mask and, and covering the way that we really feel. So it's better to err on the side of going out and really asking kids, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on? Are you in, you know, and being very direct with every, with every child, not just with the ones that look like they're not doing well. And if you are involved with the school, you need to, and you want to be more proactive, you can go in and talk to the principal, talk to the mental health people there and make sure that they understand that this is a real issue and, and get them to be proactive about it because it could, some, it could not be a school shooting. It could be just somebody who dies by uh, suicide in the community, a young kid. And you, the school may need to be alerted and people may need to be educated a bit 
about suicide contagion. Well, thanks, Heidi, and thanks for yeah. uh, Pat for this question. It was a great question. It was. And if you're watching this and or listening to it, and you would like to have us answer a question for you, uh, just go to our website at opentohope.com, and you can give us a question there. So again, thanks for watching the show. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.